0: Can we draw a picture in the blank space?
1: Yeah, let's draw a picture. I don't know, we probably took the the chalk though. It's all good. What picture are you
0: gonna draw? Draw V-sabers. Yeah, that's cool. Or uh, We can just
1: make this the open.
0: What should I draw?
2: Uh. Oh, I could draw a lightning bolt like on your hat.
1: Yeah, that's
2: cool. God, it looks like you're gonna scratch the chalkboard.
1: That's a lightning bolt.
2: Uh, Awful. That's an awful drawing.
1: I don't think anybody watches this part anyways. Okay. All right, let's keep it moving. All righty. back dude thank you the band the band is back together yep it had been a while green light episode 19 here we hadn't been together since green light episode 17 right spent some time in florida it's a new year we haven't done a pod together all year long
0: yeah all decade long except for the folks who will tell you that the decade doesn't start until 21
1: i i don't understand i don't know where to stand on that
0: you got to stand with the, uh, the folks that this is the start of the decade, it's the 20s. Okay. The other folks who argue that there was no year zero
1: are not folks
0: you want to keep in your company.
1: It's just so confusing to me. And maybe it shouldn't be more confusing. Our production team, uh, Cowboy Reed, he's stuck in uh, 2019. He had episode 17 written up. I think Cowboy Reed had a good Nye. I didn't even ask him what he did, which is kind of fucked up. And but. with that mustache, he might be stuck in 1982. He might be. Speaking of mustaches, you know, tea, we'll tease at the top of the show. Got a lot of we're churning content out. Mm. Churning is the uh, is the verb here. Yep. The only appropriate verb. We've got Brian Westbrook, e- Eagles great, Villanova legend, uh, Philly legend. Uh, talking about, I, I interviewed him uh, talking about the uh, the Birds game coming up this weekend. Also having Jeff Fisher on. Um, my coach for a long time. Awesome dude. Awesome mustache. To talk about the Tennessee Titans. That's one city uh, that he is good wherever he goes in Nashville. And that's a good place to be good. It's a great city. You though, not as high on uh, the city of Miami. Golly day. Do you want to get into it? Why don't we get right into it? First, though, I want to wish everybody a happy new year in all seriousness. And uh, I couldn't find the words, so I just let Dan Snyder oh, okay. pick it up. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. When you um, have climbed to such heights in your career, in your life. Yeah. Granted, there have been some lows for, for Mr. Snyder. <laughs> I suppose. How
1: do you get... That nervous? I, I don't think he's nervous, I just think he's fatigued. Sometimes when I'm really tired, I say things that make no sense. Fatigued from what? Doesn't he just fly back and forth from the Bahamas? Well, that can be tiring, and also presumably he drinks a lot of expensive champagne and Cavassier and or whatever they're drinking.
0: So happy, although when we landed in Charlottesville, uh, we were told Merry New Year, somebody being cute. Somebody said Merry New Year? Yeah. Just being cute. I'm not, that's not cute to me. So, so happy is attached to
1: New Year. Yeah, yeah, It's
0: also attached to Thanksgiving. Yes.
1: No, I, I don't get it. It, it just, that makes no sense. It's like, it's like, well, it can happen to any of us. You go to the airport and they say, you know, at the desk, have a nice flight. I've done it a hundred times, you too. Yeah. It makes no sense. Dan just decided to do it as he was introducing his new head coach, Riverboat Ron. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that goes. Also on New Year's Eve, I hope you didn't do this. That's a guy that tried to kiss a girl on New Year's Eve. Um, for those of you listening and not watching, maybe you've seen the video. Evidently it's old. Um, yeah,
0: you sent me the video. I uh, enjoyed it as much as you can. Enjoy something that awkward. And then the next comment is old video.
1: Not old to me, hadn't seen that video and it never gets old to see somebody leaning in for a makeout sesh at midnight and not getting it. I mean the guy looked like a like a like a a trout trying to get get the bottom lip there and that girl was not interested at all. What how do you how misguided do you have to be to, to enter the friend zone so violently on New Year's Eve? Yeah, on national
0: television no less.
1: Yeah, did you see Gronk on New Year's Eve, by the way?
0: I've seen, I haven't clicked play on that video. I've just seen it <laughs>
1: over and over over. It's a good thing not to, to clip, to hit play on. Um, now, let's get to the main event, which is our Miami experience, because of course, Making Gunner, my wonderful co host here, he also works closely with Virginia Sports and got to make the trip down. You love Miami.
0: I can't stand Miami, and I don't want to... <laughs> I, love, I love Miami. I don't want to um, offend anybody, but I put Miami in quotation marks. I was told when the Orange Bowl was announced that uh, great team hotel on South Beach. Yeah. So that's all I needed to hear. I didn't yeah. look into it any further. Yeah. Push comes to, sh- to shove. I bet you could tell me in what city you stayed yeah, while it, down there. Fort Lauderdale. Right. Lovely place. I couldn't tell you. I uh I was either in Hollywood, Florida. Yeah. Or something called Hollandale Beach. Both fine places. And both roughly 45 minutes from South Beach. Yeah, that's it's not South Beach. I went to a football game, as did you in Miami Gardens, Florida. Not South Beach. I never stepped foot in Miami, Florida. Okay? <laughs> It was
1: impossible to get. Also, South Beach isn't really Miami downtown. That's a different area as well. It was
0: impossible to get anywhere. Orange Bowl put on a good show. Orange Bowl reps, top notch. Top notch. Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend would go back if extended an invitation. But Miami, I don't think there's a city in America that suits me less. Wow. Than Miami, Florida.
1: Well, it's not a great place to wear a a V-neck sweater with a button down under it. You can't layer the way you like to layer. By the way. Con, this is a crew neck. Screw neck. Sorry. Um, Do you have the V neck in your ensemble? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. That's the point. Like you, you're layering. X. You are elite. You are an elite layerer. I do. I layer. I'm like a zero out of ten at layering. You know. Thank you. Um, Graphic t-shirt games, great. Or depending on what you think of it. Um, Yeah. You can't layer down there. It's too hot. It's too sweaty. Had you seen me, yeah. which was another problem about Miami. We didn't oh, see each we're other. we're only seven miles away. Great. 35 minutes. Easily. Yeah. And I got two kids. It's hard to move. What's your excuse? And so you would have seen me. <laughs> I was wearing um,
0: cool clothes. Yeah. What, what's that entail? Uh, you know, like those short sleeve collared shirts? Yeah. That's, Bomb. That's, yeah. I was wearing like a Nike Um short, yeah, but a cool one.
1: Yeah, cool one. Good, I'm proud of you. And, if I'd have seen you more, I would have really soaked it in. And you know, the
0: humidity does, does stuff with your hair. With your hair, and you're very particular about the way that. And so face. I had a and, bunch of flow yeah. coming out the back of the V-Saber hat. Yeah. Climate deniers, I recommend you go to the Diplomat Hotel in Hollywood or Hollandale Beach, Florida, because that beach is about six feet wide. I mean, you cannot stand side by side. I'm not laughing at, at the actual. On that beach. It's just, again, not complaining. Lovely trip. But we watched a video of this uh, hotel before going down. It's like, whew. Never stayed at such a place. And then you get there <laughs> and you see, do you want to see my, my yeah, hotel room? Yeah, can we share the hotel room? yeah. So Roland, that's my view. That's the only window- Is that the beach? I had in my hotel room. Uh, 36 floors, we get floor number four. Again, I'm not complaining as I continue to complain.
1: That's an HVAC unit of some sort. Somebody died in that room. There's no way somebody hasn't died in that room. That room just looks haunted to me. For those of you listening, that's a room with zero natural light. Even though it's a large window, Because what he's looking at is a a giant HVAC unit, and then behind it, it's not even like past the HVAC unit, there's like palm trees, there's more concrete, the back of a convention center. Yeah.
0: If you pressed your face all the way against the window, look to your left, you could get a sliver of the uh, Atlantic Ocean.
1: It probably smelled like garbage juice up there on that landing with the HVAC unit in the back of the convention center, just heating in the sun. Pro of the
0: fourth floor, took the stairs every time, got my steps in, Good. didn't have to use elevator. Good. Now, there, there was a bathtub uh, in the room, which you had a direct shot at the TV. Nice. So I got to check out a bowl game or two from the tub.
1: Actually doesn't sound bad. I really like the hotel I stayed at for the most part, and I love Fort Lauderdale Beach. Great actual beach if you're into actual beaches. More family-oriented than South Beach. I could do either one. For the record, I love Miami you're not a fan of the city as much now you, you because i don't know if i've ever even been you, to you, it you you haven't been there um now we would both go back in a heartbeat in the game we don't have to get into the game too too heavily but we hung in there the, there were plays to be made and we didn't make them at times and that bodes well though for for the future i mean i feel pretty good about our program i feel better about our program walking out of that game than i did walking in
0: yeah uh you look ho- forward to 2020 you got Almost the entire defense coming back. Yep, five out of five on the O line. Brennan Armstrong's uh, name you're gonna know here shortly. Great quarterback throws darts out there. Yeah, just a lefty dart thrower. Yeah, Um, compared to Taysom Hill by Coach Mendenhall.
1: Nah, um, it's not a bad comp. You uh, and and which means the receivers who really came on this year, thanks to our buddy Marcus Hagens among other things. Shout out to Hassis Dubois. He was yeah. a total fucking stud, bro. A gamer. So,
0: have you heard about McShay? What? I'm I'm in the radio booth and scrolling Twitter during our broadcast, and people are just lighting up McShay. Right, friend of the program. Yeah, he is. I was. You scared me. Well, apparently, he talked noise about our receivers. Uh, so I had taped it. I went back and watched it last night. It's not so bad. He was talking about Bryce Perkins accounting for seventy eight percent of the Virginia offense. And he said, look, they don't have great receivers. They don't have great running backs. They don't have a great offensive line. It wasn't as bad as Virginia Twitter was making it out to seem. But the fact of the matter is, Virginia does have stud receivers.
1: They do. They do. That's the only thing I would disagree with him on. Like, listen, the running back position in Virginia, the last great one was probably Thomas Jones. Yep. So there's been a while, and I think that's something that they're going to work on. And also, I think... Listen, the receivers aren't necessarily eye-poppingly talented. I mean, Dubois is not gonna run well, but I think he can, he's got a, a chance to play on Sunday. He catches the, everything. He catches everything. The best drop rate yeah, in college country. football. And, um, um, call, and yep. again, so shout out to Marcus Higgins, the job. He's done, I think he's maximized their talent. I don't wanna speak for McShea, um, but yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. Also, I gotta do the coin toss, right? So, do you like the Canadian tuxedo? I threw in a button down on. Did you it. see my tweet?
0: Uh, I didn't. You get a lot of tweets, huh? I wrote you a <laughs> sick UVA outfit, Chris, exactly oh. as you described it on the pod. I, didn't, I don't think there was any orange or blue, no
1: V-sabers. Yeah. It was
0: truly something to behold.
1: Yeah, you know what I love is people tweeting me saying they're disappointed in me for not wearing Virginia gear where I've shortened my life due to CTE and Al Grow training camps in the baking sun, staying at the Cavalier Inn for over four months of my life, traveling with my entire family down to the Orange Bowl to sit there until the final gun and watch the team that I love so much. Anybody that's critical of me not wearing a V fucking saber can kick rocks. That's fair. I'm just not on board with the lying on the green light pod. The lying? What did I say that I'd find a hat? Nobody gave me a hat. Orange
0: Chuck Tees.
1: Oh, that that was a that was a problem because when you try to ship something after Christmas, because like for me, Christmas is cool, but Christmas all it does is illuminate what I need. I'm like, damn, I didn't get that. Yeah. So I need the, you know, I need to go get the orange chuck tees. I need I need uh, you know, I need more button downs or I need, you know, less graphic tees. So you put in this rushed order the next day You're and right. then you realize that they're not doing overnight shipping. So no shouts out to uh to any of my favorite uh, fashion websites. I couldn't get the Chuck T's on time. But I still thought I looked pretty pretty decent. I had a number of individuals in the stadium ask me if I was a country singer. Huh. They saw me on the field before the game. Nice. That's a compliment. I don't know about that. Yeah. I do get I get Chase Rice sometimes. You know who that is? I do know who that is because... We hung out with him. Yes, we did hang out with him. He opened for Kenny in Pittsburgh yes. back in something. That was after the, uh, the, the Chesney concert. Yeah. Chase Rice is a good guy. Yeah. Chase Rice uh, played uh, college ball at UNC. That's right. People forget that. Um, I like did they ever know Iowa. it? <laughs> they didn't know. Uh, <laughs> but he's a really chill dude. And, uh, and I'm not mad when I get Chase Rice. Now, yeah. when somebody get, gave me Chris Young at the bar at the ACC... <laughs> These two women walked up to me and asked me if I was Chris Young. Be- because I think they heard somebody say, that's Chris Long. Ah, uh, uh, But they still wholeheartedly believed I was Chris Young and in fact became infuriated that I wouldn't take a picture with them as Chris Young. Yeah.
0: Chris Young has some, has some. There's a yeah, the difference in know. the
1: facial structure. Yeah. Among other things. Also... Got to hang out with Steve Spurrier if you call it hanging out. I got to talk to him like twice for two minutes. He was super cool. That guy's got juice. Yeah. Like, you know, certain people walk in the room and their give a fuck meter is low enough that you're just like, this guy's got juice. Yep. That guy's got juice. What I would have guessed. I mean, it's exactly what you would guess. He, you could tell he could recruit. You could tell he's, his players probably enjoy him uh, or did enjoy him. And, you know, when I asked him, you know, what kind of setup he's got there, he, g- he gave me an office and everything. You know, like, he's got his joke, and then he moves on. Three out of ten, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So, um... I, w- I need to say this, too. Yeah.
0: You. This didn't make the broadcast the the telecast, but you were recognized pregame, along with Coach Spurrier. They gave you a ball? Yeah, I got a ball. Did you keep the ball?
1: Yeah, M- Meg, my wife, was carrying uh that ball around the uh, orange ball because I don't want to be seen with it. High like tight. it was, yeah, it was mostly high and tight.
0: Okay, I I want to say to you that um, you were on the the jumbotron's mm-hmm. and your handshake, mm-hmm. your acknowledgement mm-hmm. of the recognition, your thank you, mm-hmm. and your wave to the crowd, all excellent. Good. And this is this is good because what was it? Maybe the ESPYS. They Ooh. showed you on something for like maybe past Yeah, they were showing me man of
1: the year, yeah. And oh, was that awkward. Camera in your face and you were like. Nothing more awkward than them putting you on national TV being like, look at this great fucking guy. Yeah. When it's not necessarily true. You've come a long way is what I wanted to say. Um, thank you very much and I, I try to get, I try to get across gratitude, humility, and I don't deserve to be here. Um. So hopefully that came across. Yeah, you nailed those while getting booed by 50,000 Florida fans. Did Florida fans boo me? Well, I just think it was like, you know, Virginia was was out traveling. Like,
0: oh, yeah, Chris Long. Exactly. And then Coach
1: Spurrier gets yes, the yes. rousing ovation. Spurrier got the ovation. And I got no problem with that at that point. And by the way, the Orange Bowl committee was tremendous. They have sick jackets. Yeah, they're orange. Yeah, they're cool. Uh, another, another. Uh, oh, and Tiki was there. He so was. Your boy Tiki. Yep. Uh, we caught up in the suite. Um, also, wearing V Sabres. Shout out, Tiki. Yeah, he had a, a V Sabre tie, a gray vest, and a Sabers. buttoned out. When's the last time you saw me dress like that? It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. But Tiki was nice enough to give me and Meg a ride home. And, uh, and, you know, it's pretty funny that Tiki walking through the crowd on the way out, like concourse full, didn't get stopped once. Huh. He is so incognito with that little derby hat. Oh yeah. And the fact that he's a smaller guy, you know, he, he just knifed through. It, it was like, it was amazing. It was something to behold. And is he driving Ubers now or what's the deal with the ride home? No, well we didn't want to get an Uber and he had a parking pass and we were going the same place. He yeah. also stayed in Greater Miami, AKA Fort Lauderdale. Um, also uh, a quick rant, uh, kids on a plane. You know, when kids go on vacation, a lot of times, the drive is too long for small children, so what parents will do is they'll buy plane tickets and bring their kids on the plane. <laughs> I'm familiar with this. Yeah, yeah, and so a lot of people who are like businessmen who spend three hundred dollars on a ticket think they're in the Taj fucking Mahal. They're not. You're one of a billion passengers on American Airlines. Enjoy your pretzel. Your pretzels, if, American Airlines. Yeah, it was it went singular there. Enjoy your pretzels. Enjoy your, your cheap white wine or cheap red wine and shut the fuck up about kids. Nobody cares that you're annoyed a kid is crying six rows behind you. Like, as long as parents have control of their kids, not acting completely out of whack, just letting them run amok, their children. Get some, if you're so rich and you're sitting in first class, get some Bose noise-canceling headphones and shut the mm-hmm. frick. Up. Did you get hollered at? No, but I just, every time I'm on a plane with kids, I feel certain, like you get some looks, you get, I'm like waiting. Like I'm gonna be on a viral video.
0: This would be a good resolution for you. What would it be? Well, just your anticipation of. Of negativity. Yeah, the worst.
1: Yeah, but you can't relate. I can certainly relate to. No, uh, you can't, you can't. No offense. Pessimism. No, you can relate to pessimism, but social anxiety. And I've also seen a number of, of parents get, like under their breath, uh, berated over the years on, on flights for having an infant that imagine Imagine that. their kids cry. Imagine that.: Yeah, the country song. So, so my, my blood boils a little bit when I see impatient travelers who are adults with babies. Now my, my kids were very well behaved, so we didn't have a problem. But sometimes even carrying a kid onto the plane, you'll get a look from some old person that's just mad at the world because it's the fourth quarter. No offense to old people.
0: Um, Can I hit you with a couple final orange, bowl quick? Here? Yes. Um, an arrival, a, a big moment, moment, a big stage moment. Yeah. I was sitting on our bench before the game. Yeah. Looked up. Good year, Blimp. Nice. I don't know if I've ever been at a sporting event where the
1: blimp was present. Well, definitely not a Virginia game. That's not a slight. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, we go from and and you know, this just prompted we should say thank you to the seniors, right? Thank you to Bronco Madden Hall. Thank you to this entire group. You go from two and ten yeah. to what you just did there you get drug in the military bowl two years ago to what to what we just did there, which was hanging in there toe to toe against the Florida team. Cover city. Cover city, which was big. Um, but more than anything, you look competent and you look like a program that's going somewhere. And you know, from Bryce Hall to um, Joe Reed to Bryce Perkins, to Handback, like yep. a bunch of guys, different roles, But like, thank you to that class because they stuck it out, and they're doing something that's like so culturally different. Like, I've got this this head coach from Utah; he's Mormon. He's going to bring his entire staff out here. Um, they're Mountain West guys, and we're going to recruit in the Mid Atlantic, in the ACC, which the SEC has got its idiosyncrasies culturally, but the ACC isn't far behind, at least in the bottom half. So. This guy's gonna try to recruit, you know, Newport News. He's gonna try to recruit, you know, Virginia, North Carolina, places like that. And of course, he's smart enough to keep guys like Biscuit on, Marcus Hagans. But these players took a leap of faith with the coaches, and the coaches have done a great job. And to to get us to this point, I just I appreciate it. And Bryce Perkins, man. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, you know, for me, he's gonna go down as one of the single most important people player wise in our program's history. I mean, you're talking about a guy who, on his back, and the other guys did a great job as well, but there's no denying, as McShay said, that he carried our offense at times, and we were an offensive football team.
0: Yeah, certainly by the end of the year, and um, I think Virginia fans will be happy with what's coming behind him. but Bryce, awesome. Thanks, man. Awesome two years, uh, accounted for more yards than anybody else in program history in just two years. Quick fact check, BYU, of course, an independent, not yes, Mountain West. Yes, they were Mountain West, but they- did the point stance. Yes, point stance. And I would want to say the uh, loud uni mm-hmm. combo, which didn't look great on paper, I thought popped. I think it popped at night. I thought it looked great.
1: It did look great. I was worried that it was going to be like Spider-Man meme. Yeah. You sent me that meme? Not well. Okay.
0: Not recently. And kids, for the kids out there, life is all about confidence when you have a press credential that says press box only on it and you get stopped by one security guard, start jogging to the next security guard with purpose, mm-hmm. look focused, mm-hmm. look like you're about to go coach some young men yes. and run right out onto the field and you can have a pleasant pregame experience. That's what you did.
1: Yeah, I was, I was somewhere I wasn't supposed to be. Um, so you just act like you've been there before. And yeah, that works for like a lot of coaches in the NFL and we'll get to that. Yeah. in a bit. Um, music this week, I wanna give a big shout out to the Marcus King band. Marcus King, who you've enjoyed, whether you know it or not, some of his music mm. on my shuffle. Are you familiar? No. Marcus King, the front man, I think he's got a huge future uh, if people could, could fuck around and get some good musical taste uh, in, in America. This guy, just go give him a listen. Uh, five songs I'll give you, and this is the one that prompted this. I mean, I've been a Marcus King fan now for almost a year, and I'm late to the party because he's been making music for a little bit. The song Dying popped up on my shuffle this week, and that was kind of, uh, that was probably my most played song of the week, one of the most played songs of the year so far. Also, like Side Door, Homesick, Goodbye Carolina, and Rita is Gone. This guy is tremendous. Says goodbye a lot. Yeah, he's he's big on goodbyes. I was like big upper. It, no, there's a lot of up in, okay. in, in 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 this music, but just go give it a chance. I'm not even going to spend too much time on it. For the listeners, uh, go check those songs out. Check out the Marcus King band.
0: Hey, he'll be in Seaville November 12th, 2018. <laughs> okay, good. little internet research there for you.
1: Who's playing in February? Cowboy Reed, didn't we say there was somebody playing in Richmond coming up? Wood Brothers. Oh, the Wood Brothers. I also want to shout out the Wood Brothers. The Wood Brothers are awesome. I mean, there's a whole host of songs that I could give you on the Wood Brothers. I don't want to spend too much time on music today because we are kind of behind um, and we are doing a lot here at Chalk today. So I wanted to spend a couple minutes on on just like the last week's, we haven't talked really. We really haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, about the bowl games and, and what you've seen, what I've seen, you wanna go one in one Do you have, do you have enough, uh, do you have enough... Content? Enough content to, to carry this thing on a one in one ratio? Rob, Just observations we had watching these bowls. Sure, if you would start. Yeah, I'll start, the Big 12 sucks. <laughs> and I quit the Big 12. I cannot, what I do in these bowl games is I bet almost all of them because it's coming to an end and I'm not gonna be NBA betting guy. I'm just not. Like, mark my words. Blood oath, you heard it here, shake.
0: Uh still got that bicep deal. Hold on. Oh my
1: God. I'm, I'm not gonna be NBA betting guy. Hold me to that until the playoffs. Um, you know, like, cause when the fall finishes, you're like, holy shit, I'm betting a lot of games. I don't really, I'm, it's not happening. But the Big 12 will not be a conference which I will be siding with much anymore. They have showed me in watching bowl games and in betting on them once or twice that they are not up to standard, bro. That's my first observation. Oh, but what I was gonna say is that I usually cancel title sponsors. When I lose a bet, Mm. I usually cancel the the title sponsor of the game. I take it out. I can't take it out on the team because these kids really have no earning power. So I'm gonna take it out on the title sponsor. So like for instance, when I lost uh, a bet on Auburn this week, which I should have known better. Should have. P.J. Fleck rows the boat. And he, and he did it in front of and the Raymond Buccaneer James. ship. Yep. I mean that was the mecca of rowing boats. You shouldn't, I should have known. And uh, I, get, I guess my thing is that the most painful boycott I'm gonna have to do is the Outback Steakhouse boycott.
0: Mm. that's tough.
1: Yeah, dude. Haven't had outback in a while, but I'd like to keep my options open. Now I can't. Got to take it out on the sponsor. I'm going to miss the blooming onion. You know, one of my
0: takeaways, uh, I don't gamble. Yeah. Some of these were easy money. Iowa blowing out USC. Had that. A mile away. Mm-hmm. Typically a great game. That Holiday Bowl was 49 um, 24. I don't, my uh, one for one isn't going so hot off the. Jump here,
1: okay. You want me to pick it up? Well, Joe Burrow.
0: Yeah. Um, did you see he had seven tutters in the first half, <laughs> bro, of that national semifinal?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it was uh, it was it was the the most dominant performance I've seen in college football history. Is that hyperbole? I don't know. On a big stage, relative to the stage, I mean, that half of football was stealing. It was it was playing a video game on. All Madden with to, a, like a first-time player.
0: Speaking of, did you or did you not
1: have a uh, Twitter video talking about Boomer Sooner
0: before that ball game? I did.
1: I did. Here's what I thought, and it turned out to be relatively true. And by the way, I lost money on one of my picks for Bet America was Oklahoma because you know LSU's mo this year was get out ahead, give up some points, and I, I just thought, besides the whole fact the that I believed in the Big 12 more than I should have because that proved out to be across the board I mean they had like the worst bowl record as a as a conference to be untrue that that they were competitive with anybody else but you know it was also I got the second half which which I knew that if I took Oklahoma in the second half I'd probably get my money back and I was right because they shut burrow down they did start to give up some yardage so Listen, had Burrow not thrown seven touchdowns, how would I account for that? It was so funny to me, I had people shitting on me. Gambling, gambling Twitter, like all other Twitters, is just like the most annoying Twitter in the world. Don't ever make a bad pick, right? I mean, they're like, well, I could have told you uh, Oklahoma's defense sucked. I'm like, oh, could you have told me that Burrow was gonna throw seven touchdowns this half? Like, we know they sucked.
0: I've got a 30 minute timer on my uh, Twitter.com application on my mobile phone.
1: So you don't have to use it past
0: then? Yeah, for the year 2020. Nice. Here we are taping on the third day of 2020. Haven't hit my limit yet once. Nice, good for
1: you. I've been deleting the app off my phone and then just downloading it when I need it. Okay, is Uh, that working for you? Sometimes, sometimes not. But like during games you kind of live tweet so it's hard for me. Um, But yeah, fact of the matter was lost money on the LSU game. Uh, but actually n- netted almost zero. actually netted zero because I uh, loaded up on the second half in Oklahoma. So I, it wasn't so bad. 14 apiece in that second half. Yeah, it wasn't so bad. Nah. Um, here's one. The Birmingham Bowl looks awful <laughs> to play in. Not only is it in Birmingham, and I got nothing against Birmingham, but hey. Bur- Birmingham in the winter, you just shit on Miami, so. Birmingham in the winter. Uh did you see some of the pregame attractions? No, I didn't. They were not lit, as the kids would say. And the rain started right on time.
0: Yeah, I was really rooting for Boston College to have consecutive bowl games canceled. Really? Yeah. No offense to those kids. Yeah.
1: Just that would be that. Was, that was. Uh... That would have been some, I don't know, divine intervention, the opposite of positive divine. What it, it, can divine intervention be terrible?
0: Let's move on.
1: I just, I just to me, that, that is, you make a great point. It's one of the most unlikely things. Again. Like, just the fact that one got canceled and I read it yesterday and I was like, I forgot about that. Yeah. Kids actually trained for a month for a contact football game and had to leave and just go home. Yep. And <laughs> it you? almost happened. Okay. Years in a row. Well, that would have been lucky for them because they got shellacked. And I did. I did hit that one. I hit Cincinnati. Pickles done a good job.
0: Uh, yeah. Yes, he has. You're up. Oh, okay. Um,
1: I'll go to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I'll go there with you.
0: And top takeaway would be that. Freaking awesome sunset! This the sky reflecting in the chrome lids for the ducks. I mean, I've been to the Rose Bowl, uh, the actual stadium, when the Who's went out there to play UCLA yeah. a few years back. I haven't been to the Rose Bowl game. I mean, yeah, talk about doing it right.
1: It's like putting a filter on a football game.
0: Yes, I mean the most beautiful spectacle in all
1: sports. Would you say? Probably because we get it once. Yeah. Um, and also probably because the lighting's always right. You know, it's predictable. They do the end zones right. They do the end zones some right. Some screw up the end zones. They do the end zones right. And it's one of those stadiums I feel like, and this is in general true about stadiums, they look bigger on TV. I'm sure when you get to the Rose Bowl and you stand on the field, you're like, this is small. Yeah. And I like that about some stadiums. Other stadiums I, that, that I thought might enter the conversation, as are there others that can compete with the Rose Bowl? I'm talking about the cityscape or you know the, the landscape behind it off the top of your head? Um, Notre Dame was, was pretty cool
0: um, just because you have, and I'm going to butcher what's there, the Basilica, I want to say, off in the distance. Yeah, and touchdown, a lovely Basilica. Touchdown, Jesus.
1: That's got to be one of the top five Basilicas in the world. It's an elite basilica. Did you see the Pope smack that lady's hand? No. The po- the lady almost ripped the Pope's arm out of his socket. The Not Pope a- is old, mind you. Most Popes are. The lady went to shake his hand and damn near pulled him in the crowd like this on New Year's Eve, and he smacked her hand like, get the fuck off me. He didn't say that. Yeah. He had to apologize the next day. Honestly, maybe he could have been a little bit less... Forceful with the hand smack, but that lady's out of line. People say the uh the Pope uh motion picture on Netflix is is dynamite. Oh really? The two popes, yeah, I believe. I have heard that actually. I'm gonna hit that up. It's anyways, you were on the Basilica.
0: Yeah, that's a cool setting. BYU is awesome with the mountains in the background.
1: <laughs> Uh, I raised you Folsom Field in in Boulder. Yeah, looks great. I think that's better than BYU. Okay. Um, Humble
0: brag, I'm also naming places I've been.
1: Oh, nice. I haven't been to
0: any of these places. I've been there on Google. Boise is a cool look. Uh, Not at the turf, which is disgusting, but the the backdrop.
1: Yeah. Mountains. Um, I'm going to expand other sports. AT&T Field, San Francisco. Park. Whatever they're calling these baseball stadiums. Really cool, you can hit home runs into the drink, the drink, and if you're bold enough to kayak around great white sharks, no problem. Yeah. You couldn't pay me enough money to jump in the water outside that ballpark. Plenty of
0: people are doing it.
1: Yeah, plenty of people are doing illicit drugs. Not gonna do it. Um, Bush Stadium, St. Louis. Uh, pander. No, no, honestly not, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a Cardinals fan. I, I in fact kinda always resented the love the Cardinals got, like it was like we were just afterthoughts, but I also realized that we sucked. Um, but the stadium, and I don't really like going to baseball games, I'll, I'll just say that right out, out the gate, um, that arch looks really awesome. Uh, and for anybody that knows St. Louis, if you're looking, through that arch, you know what's through the gateway, which is East St. Louis. That's right. There's some attractions there too. Um, PNC Park in Pittsburgh, that's a nice baseball field. Yep. And then I had Seattle. Seattle in football, that cityscape is electric. It's at night, it's damn near Rose Bowl for me, in a different way. Um, And then I found one, New Zealand's cricket ground in South Africa. It's right under Table Mountain. New Zealand and South Africa? Yeah, they have a cricket ground down there. It's kind of like the Yankees have a, uh, a, a ballpark in Arizona that they do their training at. Hmm. Yeah, you okay. seem skeptical, but we can get to it in the corrections. Also, there's a stadium in Switzerland called Otmar Hitzfield. Look that bad boy up. Look them both up. This soccer stadium, in Switzerland, I, it's, it right. I think it's like 2,000 meters up, which would mean it's like 4,000 feet, but it looks way higher, because it's like in the Alps, and it's right on the side of a mountain. In fact, they have a net, so the ball doesn't go over the edge.
0: I got, I got, a, I got a guy for Otmar Hitzfield. You do? Yeah, he's a
1: soccer player. It's named after him.
0: Nah, this is old gentleman, 70 years of age. Yeah, but it's named after him. Okay. Yeah. Atmar Hitz, Hitzfeld is a German former football player. Yeah. And you're telling me there's a stadium named after him too. Yeah,
1: it's in Switzerland. Um, and it's gorgeous. Lord of the Rings beautiful. So go ahead and fact check. got me. you. You do? Yep. What is it? Beautiful. No, I'm seeing it now. Oh, you got it. Isn't it gorgeous? Yes. Look at that net. If the ball goes over that net, it's, it's like in a... It's in a it's when you're a little kid... Frigid, raging river, 3,000 feet down. Yeah, you gotta go retrieve it. Yeah. It's wet. Yeah, Everybody hold on. There's St. Bernard's everywhere. Yep. Um, also, because we're still in the Rose Bowl, what do you think about Herbert's finish? We, I don't think either of us, I don't wanna speak for you. I don't know that he's gonna be like all that as a pro, but. I think he might. You think he might? Yeah. Or is he Josh Allen? Oh, I'll take Josh Allen. No, I will too, but I think some people are hyping him to be more than Josh Allen.
0: How many people listen to this pod?
1: (sighs) Read, what, like two million? At least two million.
0: In a private moment, I was saying to myself, gosh, Saquon, okay? Yeah. Somebody else last year, Mm -hmm. perfect. Mm -hmm. Maybe Herbert at four this year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He just the mobility looked like it could translate. No,
1: listen, I mean, Josh Allen has not been a a negative, but you could argue that he's also limiting that team. Maybe. I mean, if if let me ask you this, let me pose this question to you. Would you rather have Darnold or Allen with that team right now? Or on playing on Buffalo?
0: Um. For the rest of time? Yeah.
1: For the rest of their careers. I'd rather have Darnold. I, I I knew that. Yeah. And I like Darnold too. Um,
0: yeah, I guess Darnold.
1: Yeah, so I guess I'm saying... That's uh, close. Well, there's tantalizing skills that Allen brings to the table. I don't know if your comp being Josh Allen is the best thing in the world. Anyways, he had this... You know, I didn't realize he was like a Eugene kid. Yeah. He was like a hometown kid. Great and just flow. the Rose Bowl has got to be... I mean, also a big fucking kid. You saw him at the at the coin toss. You lose that during the game. I'm seeing him standing there at the coin toss. Which, by the way, Rita Moreno killed it with a dab. And I usually hate dabs. In fact, dabs are unwatchable to me. I hope kids aren't doing any any, them anymore.
0: I got a bicep deal, so
1: yeah, you can't do a dab. And also, Chris the Ball. He means business. He's gonna turn that thing. Does not look like a Pac twelve team. I mean, they're built for power and he is an authoritative cat. You can tell. Um, they might be one of the biggest conference outliers. I mean, them and, and uh and Utah are not built like Pac twelve teams at all. Yeah, time will tell uh
0: with Manny Diaz and Coral Gables, but right. Cristobal, a uh, a Miami guy. You from you Miami, think, you
1: do you think he leaves there first chance he gets?
0: No. No. I think ta- that's what Taggart did, went to FSU and flamed out. Yeah. in Eugene, a lot of
1: support, Nike, unis. Yeah, it's a great job. And by the way, on the unis, I yeah. thought that they dropped the ball a little bit on the unis, but at sunset, it was magnificent.
0: Yeah, I think they were, they're great. I love those unis. Yeah. If they had just worn them in the Pac-12 title, I would have liked to see the uh, the bright green pop. Yeah,
1: we were on the same page there, especially because you're playing the all-white Wisconsin. I had a funny mention, Somebody's like, well, there's black guys on Wisconsin, too. I mean, like, no, the uniform's all white, <laughs> asshole. Wisconsin, by the way, go back to those
0: Rondanes. Under Armour has modernized that font. They've, got, they've gotten skinny stripes. Yeah, not good. Go back to the thick stripes. Yeah. Go back to the thick numbers. Yeah. Go back to the brighter red with Rondane. I can keep talking if you want to spit into yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I gotta. Into that bottle. But overall, that Rose Bowl... We, uh, we're five minutes deep and haven't talked about the, the ball game, which was also.
1: It was a tremendous ball game, now the OPI thing. Yeah. That's gonna mar it. It will, um, bad call. Bad call, but bad calls happen all the time, as you guys might have noticed if you spend any time on the internet. Uh, can we go to the V, the Verbo? Yeah, who knew? What the?
0: F- it's, it's
1: VRVO until, until that ball game. What was it- that, the Citrus? Which goes to show you that their branding project is failing. And yes, it was the Citrus Bowl. Or what, perhaps it's a rebrand, because that was a new logo. They're re- no, their rebrand, that's what I mean. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm no technician with this thing, but their rebrand is not successful because evidently it started like way earlier this year, and I had never heard anybody call it Verbo. And by right. the way, did you know that VRBO, because I refuse to call it that new thing, has been around since 1995?
0: No, well, I knew it about six seconds ago because okay. I, I Googled it. Yeah.
1: Can you believe that? Uh, How were people get, uh, securing these houses um, in 1995? On AOL? I don't know, it's a good question. In a newspaper? Good question. Were there like VRBO ads in a newspaper? Airbnb, now most people think of that as the lead dog. Airbnb hasn't been around longer than that. No. Um. So, I was surprised in that game at how many players risked it for Alabama. A ton of players played, a ton of guys that, that have really bright futures played, and a lot of them are coming back. It looks like. Yeah,
0: one of the receivers did go off, dinged. Rugs, but, Yeah,
1: I mean, you you rarely do see injuries. Go play the ball game. Go play the ball game. it's easy. It's easy. From from uh, college football Reddit, which is a great follow that I just that I just came upon. Uh, Somebody at the game on Reddit described as, Michigan fans look like they're here for a convention of neurosurgeons, Bama fans, as you'd expect. Concessions on one side should serve sushi and the other side should serve pig's feet. Mm. Tide fans outnumber Michigan fans three to two and outweigh them three to one. Yikes. That's the kicker. Um, Mean? Yeah, it is mean. Because some of us have like, my BMI says I'm obese, by the way. Mm. Yeah, it's just not true. And I think it's insensitive to talk about people's weight. So I'm not laughing at or with that guy. I'm not laughing at the Bama fans and I'm not laughing with that guy. You should tune into like episode
0: 13 of Greenlight Pod where my weight is made fun of over. You can make, and over you can make fun of people. Over.
1: You can make fun of slimmer people. Oh,
0: you can? I want to be 190
1: pounds. Do you? Yeah. I got an idea. Huh? Get some fucking creatine, bro. Now, is creatine that's safe? Yeah, it's real safe. I don't know. I don't, like honestly, I used to take creatine. Sometimes but I thought it, I was afraid of muscle pulls.
0: Okay, which, and you got a bicep well, shoot, deal. Yeah, darn
1: it. Um, so that was that. that was the uh, the Verbo Bowl. Do you have any other games that you wanted to hit? Because I got a couple more.
0: Do you know where Todd Grantham coaches? No. All right, we don't need to get into it. But Todd Grantham. Uh, It'd be great. It'd be killer if you stopped coaching your players to fake cramps, to stop drives. Oh
1: yeah, you're talking about uh, Florida. I am, I wasn't going to mention specific schools. Oh, Dr. Fax is here. Oh, Dr. Fax. Fantastic. How you doing, Dr. Fax? Oh, (laughs) Nate. Hold on. Dr. Fax, come out here and just get get in here and, and give us... Dr. Facts. Happy New Year, Dr. Facts. Happy Fax. New
2: Year. Guys.
1: What's up, buddy? What's up? Hey, man. I got okay. a bicep. This yeah. is oh, a going easy. Listen, This He gave me a wildlife fact file, and I am jazzed about yeah. this, bro. This is going to be
2: good. You
1: Random can't... facts from Dr. Facts. a
2: bunch of sheets. We the first one I'm
1: going to open up. Oh, the Atlantic Puffin. Hold on. Looking like a relative of the penguin or a marine version of the parrot, the squat Atlantic Puffin is, in fact, related to neither family. It is a species of auk. I don't even know what the hell that is. Dude, thank you. Looks this kinda is, like
0: a toucan. This is super yeah. cool. I
2: thought Here. you would like that.
1: Thanks bro, appreciate hey, it. Hey, Dr. Fax, you smell great.
2: It's um, I bought a Christmas gift for myself and it's- Curve. YSL,
1: actually. Oh, YSL.
2: Isn't Curve like female?
1: I don't know what Curve is. That's... I don't I don't think since- Curve is what people used to genders. wear in college, yeah. At, anyways, um, Dr. Fax, we're just going through the bowl games here. I want to talk about the Tennessee comeback. Can you believe that a team would blow that lead? This is a stat that blew me away. Teams that were down 13 plus in the final five minutes of games this year were zero and 471. In, <laughs> Goddamn, Dr. Fax.) I'm
2: sorry. <laughs>
1: Teams, We got to move today, Dr. Fax, so we can't be doing all this stuff. Teams that were down 13-plus in the final five minutes of games this year in college football were 0-471. If that's real, is that real? That's real, winless. But there were 471 games, that's a lot of games. I guess there's a lot of college football games. Yeah. And most of them are blowouts, a lot of them. There's a lack of parity, which is spelled P-A-R-I-T-Y. That's right. Um, That was the one in 471 now. Thanks to Indiana, who hasn't won a bowl game in 28 years. And I'm sorry, Nate Sudfeld. Yeah. Onside kick. Roger Saffold, too? Yeah, Saffold, I'm sorry. Saffold. Onside kick, Spurrier did the Gator Bowl chomp. All that, (laughs) The, the, the Gator chomp the, gator, gator, at chomp, the gator, Bowl. gator Chomp at the Gator Bowl. You had, uh, you had an onside kick. You had me losing on a parlay that would have won me $5,000. Wow. This was like the eighth game if they hit the over.
0: I was shocked to see Tennessee in a ball game. I last checked in with Tennessee when they were in Tuscaloosa losing by 22 to fall to two and five.
1: Oh, Yeah. And yeah, they won five. They in a row, off
0: a bunch, and now six with the comeback over IU.
1: And they started their, their year getting dumped on by Georgia State and BYU. Yeah, and 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 for my, if my mom listens to this pod, mom, when I say I lost a five thousand dollar parlay, it doesn't mean I lost five thousand dollars. It means I lost like a couple hundred dollars, like right, not a not a not a huge deal in the big scheme of things. And I did pretty good. He's he's lost far more than that, D-Lo. Uh, overall. Nice con attempt. I mean, he have
0: you, still have talks you been about, tracking? He's still, still talking about Cowboys Jets this year.
1: Cowboys Jets was bad. Uh-huh. Um, anyways, yeah, so also one thing I loved was Kentucky beating Tech. I know you love that as well. The, yeah. way, the way it happened, and then it. for me, another gambling note was, I had Kentucky live line minus three and a half. So they went up one in the final seconds, and I'm like, oh. God, I'm not gonna get my money. Hook and ladder, bad beat for anybody who had the opposite. Scoop and score. Scoop and score, Kentucky Wildcats. And again, I'll say this, I've said it three to five times, just for people who are accusing me of being a biased homer, um, respect, Bud Foster, great career. I hate it ended that way for you, but it had to. I had to support my family. You beat up on, on us four times while I was there. The least thing I, the least I can do is make some money on the tail end of your illustrious career. Yeah. I would, love to, I, I would love to host Bud Foster right here one day.
0: I don't think he's done coaching. Huh? I don't think he's done coaching.
1: You don't think so? Where do you think he goes? Maybe Virginia Tech. Oh, you think he's going to get the head coaching job when Fuentes fl- flames out? No, I
0: don't think he's a head coach, but maybe under the, the Shane Beamer regime in Blacksburg in a couple years. A little hot take.
1: So he's t- Okay, that's a good call. We might pull that one out. And Is that a popular hot take? No, no, no. No, Okay, I, I, I was I like, did I miss him? Because everybody's saying he's done. Yeah. I yeah. didn't see
0: it either. He's, he's young-ish. Yeah. He's 0-1 in his last one against the Hoos.
1: Yep, I like that stat. But, hey, listen. 60 years old. Listen From from Somerset, Kentucky. Well, there you have it. Also, the Sugar Bowl was a game I watched closely because of my Big 12 obsession. Yeah. Pickens, man. George. That cat was in high school recently?
2: Yeah. I
1: mean, like, what was he doing?
0: Might be a handful on Labor Day 2020
1: when the Who's and the
0: Dogs (laughs) tangle. He might be.
1: He might be. Um, And you could tell Georgia wanted that game. Like, I heard multiple guttural, like, grown man screams. Not just from players. I heard players screaming after they made plays that sounded like Madden NFL players. Right. On the, on the microphone on the sideline.
0: Now the problem for teams who might face Georgia moving forward is a lot of those guys were twos because they had a ton of dudes sitting out. A ton of dudes out. So the guys who were in there, yeah. Yeah.
1: We start our Motivated. We start our season. Labor yeah. Day. Dr. Doctor, Doctor uh, Dr. Fax. Pew pew pew. We should go to, where is that game? Mercedes Benz. Oh, yeah, we should Atlanta. go down there. Atlanta? Nah, Atlanta. Nah, oh, no. ATL, oh, Atlanta. ATL. Oh, okay. The new, new joint. Um, so Georgia was missing a ton of players and still pulled it out. The, the Brewer concussions, that was scary. That yeah. was the scariest moment of bowls for me. That was like his fourth concussion. And when he got up, he did not look well. It took him a while to get off the field.
0: I'll take your word for it. When you start a bowl game at 9 p.m. after I've just committed four hours to the Rose Bowl, uh, you're not getting me for four quarters.
1: Well, maybe you should have tuned in just to see uh, Rule spit on himself. My, my next head coach. Yeah, maybe, look at this, watch him. This is, <laughs> look at that. Yeah. <laughs> so they had just got done, they, they scored twice out of the gate, and Baylor fans are going nuts. They're doing the crowd, second half, second half. out of the gate in the second half. Yeah. So they scored twice. See, I actually watched the game, did you? Yeah, I watched part of the game. Oh my God. So anyways, they scored twice out of the gate. and yeah, The second half. Jesus Christ, dude. So <laughs> so, they, uh, so they scored twice out of the gate. And now it's like either 26-14 or it's- Want me to tell you what the score? Yeah, what was, was the score? Uh, 19-14. 19 If they scored twice out of the gate. So they were down 19 nothing at the half. They scored twice out of the gate. They no, cu- no. <laughs> they cut it to one. 19-7. 26-7, 26-14, with four ten to go in the third quarter. Okay, 26-14. So it was a big moment, and they're showing the crowd. People are freaking out. This is like, a, like the tides are changing. You could feel, if you believe in momentum, the momentum shifting, and Rule ruins this entire Baylor hype video by hawking a loogie on himself. And this is a guy who I don't think is necessarily... I think he might be a good head coaching candidate in the NFL. I think he made some great offensive halftime adjustments. So, But you you got to know, you got to have the awareness on game day that you just hawked a fat loogie on your, your dry fit vest. Smock. Your smock. And then two quarters later, late in the fourth, when they zoom in on you, like a full 23 minutes later, the spit's still there? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Somebody... Who is his guy? Oh, and there's so many people upstairs in the booth with television monitors, probably two of them. You got to have a guy saying
1: something. Bro,
2: if someone called down and during the game that I'm losing and say, "Hey, you have spit on your shirt." I'm cursing them. So
1: out. Dr. Fax says he's going to Can y'all Are y'all picking that up back here? Sort of okay. Uh, so so Dr. Fax says that if if somebody calls from the booth to tell, me that you have, to tell you that you have loogie on you on national TV, you're going to get mad at them. Yes. And I'm saying... I'm saying, I, I'm, saying, saying I'm, giving I'm, I'm giving you a promotion. I'm giving you a promotion.
2: Imagine Diaco or someone calling down the Grove.
1: Also, RIP to the guy named Mike Ennis on my Twitter who sent me his ticket for a parlay that was 50 bucks, and it was like a 12-team parlay, Baylor plus... 11 and a half. They lost by 12. It would have hit for $1,050. Mm. So RIP to Mike Guinness. Oh my God. You had to be really mad staying up to watch the game. I was mad and I didn't have that much on it.
0: Shout out Paul Christ, uh, tucking his sweatshirt
1: into his pants with the belt a la AMG. Yeah. Coach yeah. Gro. Shout out to Coach Grow. Um, let's get to the NFL and coaches. Speaking of coaches and former NFL coach Al Grow. And he's got a son right now who coaches in Mike Groh, uh, whose name has actually been floating around a little bit as a head coach. I, I read that online. But right, right about now, you can find just Right about,
0: about now, the funk so brother. Check it out now, the funk so brother. Right about now. Is that what they
1: say in that song? Yeah. I hate that song. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Greenlight Podcast. Make sure you head over to Spotify and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. That would be terrible. Uh, you were saying? So NFL coaches, right? I want to do two things. I want to run down who's out there right now, who's being talked about. I also want to, I, I want to ask you guys as well, since you're here, Dr. Fax, this is good. Of all the vacancies, including Washington, which are the best, which are the worst? And we'll get to that in a second. But so here are the names that have been floating. I've been hearing a lot about McCarthy. And if you watch the McCarthy, mm. yeah, what is that, what is the,
0: that's a, uh, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want Mike McCarthy as my head coach. Right.
1: And I might get there. Okay. But, but the TV show, have you seen the little McCarthy Project thing? No. Which is a play on the McCarthy Project, which was what, Manhattan, Pro- well, Manhattan Project is 1944, what, what. Oh, you did something looking up, huh? Was that, no, no, I swear, I swear to you, is, was it 1944? Can you look that up?
0: I mean I can just figure it out based on my knowledge of history. I don't have to look everything up. No,
1: it wasn't forty four. It was earlier than forty-four. Way earlier than forty-four. Yep. Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. The Manhattan Project, that's completed what... in forty six. Oh, so I was close. So they blew stuff up with that one. Now the McCarthy Project is what? Well, it's not just whatever you're looking up. It's it's Mike McCarthy having cameras follow him around for a year. I've never seen anything like it. And the concept is con- compelling to me, um, and, and the cameras are following him around and like a, a makeshift staff, and they're all basically locking themselves in a room and saying, we're learning football. We're, we're learning, we're staying sharp for our next job. And I saw coaches like Jim Hazlitt, who coached me uh, in St. Louis, he's one of many coaches who coached me in St. Louis, uh, to obviously Mike McCarthy, who was leading the, leading the charge. They had whiteboards, they had film. They were talking about analytics, college trends, and it felt like we were kind of showing people what we know and, like, you know, like kind of it seemed like a public relations thing because why bring the camera? Although it made for some interesting, it's an interesting concept. I've never seen anything like it. Um, but what they should have included, of course, is that among all the analytics and all that other stuff, is like, how did you underachieve so badly for all those years with probably the best player in the game at different times in his career? And I think if he enters the the interview process, which allegedly he already has in Cleveland, namely, he should be addressing that. And I think he's smart. I think he he will address that. Like I know that Ted Thompson didn't sign veteran or didn't sign free agents, so you weren't giving him a lot of help. I know there's no ownership, so you don't have that element um, of accountability. But you guys underachieved, and the head coach, the buck stops there. So I would love to hear why and how. Now, that's not for the public, but I'm sure in that interview process, if you're Cleveland, and evidently he's been, been with them for a couple of days, um, that has to come up. You know, I'm not a big fan of McCarthy in Cleveland. I'm actually a big fan of, uh, of McDaniels, who's evidently in the mix there. Obviously, Josh McDaniels, longtime coordinator, short-time head coach in, in Indianapolis. Um, but... <laughs> And Greg Roman is in the mix too. Who I love just about anywhere. I love Greg Roman. Um, now, McDaniels would work because he's got a tinge of the the New England no bullshit. You know what I mean? Um, but he's not like stiff. Like you know how a lot of, you assume with these former coaches in New England that they're all just robots. Well Josh isn't a robot and I think he's got enough ability to manage the, the relationships that are necessary to be managed in Cleveland, because as much about, Cleveland is as much about the people and the personalities there right now as it is about the scheme. Now he's gotta get Baker to play well, um, and I believe somebody can, and he's probably the guy, but you can't just be a scheme guy and walk in there and just get walked all over by everybody. Somebody's gotta get get control of that that daycare center. Like, somebody with a voice has to go in there and control the deal. You have to worry about him skipping out like he did in Indy. I'd always worry if I was like hiring him. Like, are you gonna just leave for the New England job if Bill finishes? Are you gonna gonna leave us high and dry? Well, he's an Ohio kid. So I think Cleveland would be a little bit different. And if he's winning there, he's gonna wanna stay because that's that's an iconic job he'd be doing. Now, if he's losing, then who cares? He's probably gonna wanna skate. You're gonna wanna skate. He'll be right back where he started. I like him there. I don't like Urban Meyer there. No, that's silly. So I think, I think so right. ha- Haslam said, and Dr. Fax asked if Urban Meyer's gonna get hired, I, Haslam said that in Cleveland, he wants a coach with NFL experience. Now that would disqualify Urban Meyer, right? Um, but maybe that's a smokescreen. Maybe he's calling people off the Urban Meyer scent. I just wouldn't like it there. Right? Urban Meyer is as flaky as anybody to me.
0: Yeah, Haslam also said he's going to hire coach first then GM, which I like.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's traditionally backwards, but right. there's no, now, now here's what McDaniels might do. Who do you think McDaniels would bring down? And there's rumors that they would give him like a Belichick level institutional control factor. I think he'd bring down Nick Casario. I think that's part of why. So the Browns are in a tough situation here. Now, by the way, uh, Feldman, the college football guy, tweeted that um, Urban Meyer uh, that the Browns had strong interest in Urban Meyer, which runs counter to the report that Haslam says they need a guy with, uh, with NFL experience. Um, now that the health questions are there. Um, and I still remember we talked about the Dallas job. I think Urban Meyer would be a better fit in Dallas, actually. And it'd probably be a job that would move him, move the needle more for him than in Dallas. But if Josh McDaniels brings down Casario, I think he's got a nice little setup and what you need there is, a, is an overhaul. They already did it with Dorsey. Dorsey's out of there, um, so big, big things changing in uh, in Cleveland, and they should. And after those two two guys I mentioned in Roman and McCarthy, I think it's Sala and 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 Dable, um, Dable being the former New England coach who's in Buffalo and has done a nice job there, um, and obviously Sala, who's been uh, a force in San Francisco, spent time in with the Legion of Boom. Um, where else was he? He's been a couple places that, that have played good defense, but I, I don't think. See, be, be wary
0: of flavor of the month, which, and that, is, which is what he is right now. Yes,
1: no, I, I am totally, I, I wouldn't hire him. I, would, I wouldn't hire him there. was there, in Jacksonville after Seattle. He was in, he was in Jacksonville after Seattle. I wouldn't hire him there. I, I would hire him a place where you've kind of got it under control and you've got defensive pieces and you lean into your strength. But if you need an offensive overhaul and everything hinges on Baker Mayfield, which, by the way, now Baker Mayfield is surrounded by zero people that drafted him. You talk about a motivating factor, he's going to have to shit or get off the pot. Yep. Like It's time. Um, so it could be Dable, it could be Salah. Uh, I think it should be Josh McDaniels. That's who I would hire there as a little look ahead. Um, Who who would you guys hire in Cleveland?
0: It's all about Baker. I'm going Greg Roman.
1: Here's where I think you're leaving something on the table with Greg Roman. I think to maximize Greg Roman, you need a running quarterback, and I don't really consider Baker that. I think he's athletic. He's athletic, and you could build some wrinkles in. What do you like in Cleveland? He likes Urban Meyer. He wants Urban Meyer. Are you
0: sure? Like maybe not Hugh Jackson or somebody.
2: <laughs> <That's> cowboys. <laughs> uh, you. Yeah,
1: He didn't say Hugh maybe, Jackson. Doctor Fax likes is Urban Meyer going to uh, going to Cleveland now? Now
2: Coughlin to get another coaching job or like no? A,
1: Coughlin top. should Coughlin should not get another job. And I, I hate say, I hate saying that because there's a level of respect for people who've done a lot in this game, and I'm sure that. I'm not sure, because if you do, I was gonna say I'm sure he's a good person. That's not good person stuff.
2: I cried in Coughlin's
1: office. You did? <laughs> Dr. Fax cried in Coughlin's office. What did you cry about?
2: I was late twice in one week. <laughs>
1: Dr. Fax was late twice in one week.
2: And when I walked in the second time, they had took all my stuff out of my locker, so I, was, I assumed that I was cut.
1: So it was just, they just scared you straight with that? So they took all the stuff out of your locker,
2: Coughlin said he couldn't find another practice squad guy. He was been on the phone all
1: morning. So basically, Coughlin wanted to get Dr. Fax up out of there. Dr. Fax had nothing in his locker, but Coughlin couldn't find a practice squad guy. <laughs> that's a great Coughlin story. Um, so the the big thing here, the the big thing that people are talking about that's like the rumor now which I'm sure will pick up some steam depending on what happens Saturday night. Uh, Tennessee at New England, 8.15 on CBS, by the way.
0: Mm. Pilsner Night in America. Pilsner
1: Night in America. This is an epic Pilsner Night in America game. Listen, I just got done with a family vacation. I, I, I deserve a Pilsner Night in America. Um, and I will be partaking, will you? Can I get a soft verbal from you at least? Are we doing a little thing on Sunday? We're gonna do. We might have a, a pop or two. We are gonna do a live stream of the birds game. On I gotta Sunday. look
0: nice for that. So, yeah.
1: all right, maybe I'll do one or two. Yep. On yep. Saturday. Yep. You gotta have
0: which game? Um, right now, currently. Oh wow! Yeah. Just so you know,
1: the uh the Pats game or the. Nah, like at this very moment. Oh yeah yeah yeah. We gotta finish up soon. He says three p.m. So, anyways, um uh, call inside baseball. Huh.
2: Tom Brady's last game in New England? Home game?
1: It could be. And that's, and that's what the, Dr. Fax asked if it was Tom Brady's last... I think
0: the people can hear Dr. Fax.
1: They said behind there that you kind of can't. They said that so-so. It's going to be muffled, but... This is a game of telephone on a podcast. Listen, and I'm sure for some of the viewers or listeners, it's annoying. The viewers, not so much. But this is what we do. It's just a very organic pod here. Dr. Fax just walked up. Yes, he did. He just rolled up the stairs. I saw a figure in the door. I got my appearances up. Yeah, you gotta get your appearances up. Can we lave him? Is that, a, is that a pod term? Well, we, I don't think we have enough time left in this pod to lave him. So, I, we're gonna rapid fire through this stuff. Belichick's the big rumor. So, especially if they lose, they're gonna be, everybody's gonna be like, is Tom done? he's going to Chicago, I've heard the Chargers now. You know, Bill's going to the Giants. Well, I don't believe that, because they're keeping Gettleman on. Um, the Paul Schwartz article in the Post is really what, what got us talking. I don't, know, I don't know why he'd leave necessarily, but I think if he's going to leave, Dallas is another job that he would covet with the Parcells thing. And, I mean, they are ready to win now, and the window is now. Um, so that's another thing you have to keep in mind there. Now, again, circling back to McDaniels and the New England thing, consider a guy who ducked out on Andrew Luck for you know Mitchell Trubisky or Will Greer is what it could end up being. Um, not the best decision making, but also depends on how you look at it. If you look at it like this, maybe Josh knew something we didn't know when he went.
0: Right, ducked out for perhaps a promise made.
1: Yeah, or a good reason on the other end. He could either be suc- succeeding um, Bill. Bill or he could have gotten to in- Indianapolis and and gotten an inclination that Andrew Luck was close to the end of his rope. Mm -hmm. And you know, what everybody killed him for is maybe he knew that that Andrew would be out of football within a year or two. And why would you take that job then? Yep. And that leads me to, uh, you know, we could real quick, let me real quick ask you this before we get into the the other news around the league. You guys know the, the openings, right? We've got Dallas, Carolina, Cleveland, the Giants, and Washington. What's your favorite job? Dallas. Dallas? Even with a meddling owner, a short window.
2: Dallas is the worst job.
1: Dr. Just Fex like, says the worst job.
2: Just because, Jerry. I just think, like, just not knowing how you're going to handle and, like, be handled with him. Yeah. That's like, how can you, like, confidently, like, take a job?
1: Like, but you like Dallas. Then which job do you like? The Giants. You like the Giants job. And I actually might be inclined to take the Giants job. You have another high draft pick. Giants, too, for me. Yeah. You have Saquon. And just to save the guy's career, I'd want to go in there and play hero because he's so sensational. Um, you got a young quarterback, it depends on what you see in Danny, Danny Dimes. Dimes. You got to... And Gettleman's not going anywhere, so I don't love that setup.
0: You don't yeah. like Jerry Jones, I don't love the Gettleman married to Danny Jones. But you also have
1: a, a you don't low...
2: See, you don't see her here, here like, about Gettleman
1: though. You also, you also have a low bar there. I think the last two coaches have set a bar where if you go like nine and seven there, People are going to be like, okay, big deal. We're, we're, we're rolling a may, little bit.
0: May I name my Giants coach? Yeah. Dave Tobe. Ten times out of ten. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I've heard rule. Odds on favorite. Not uh, rule. By the way, the, the odds on on folks going to, uh, in literal Vegas odds on folks going to Dallas, you've got uh, in order Josh McDaniels, Salah, Riley. Ding, ding, ding. That's who you think it's going to be? Nah, that's who I would hire. Riley might have coached himself out of.
0: I need to say something to Lincoln Riley as a fellow thin-necked human being. <laughs> you can't go with the just long-sleeve tee Nike dry fit. You need a collar. To yeah, you need hide a collar to hide the neck, the neck for sure.
2: After
1: that, it's Greg Roman who I would like down there. You talk about Man, the pieces are there for Greg Roman. If Greg Roman got the Dallas job, look out, the rest of the NFL, uh, because you've got a quarterback who's mobile, you have a top five running back, you've got a big offensive line. It kind of feels like a little bit of what you had in San Francisco. Not as talented as that San Francisco offense, believe it or not. And you could figure out what you want to do with Cooper and Gallup and all that stuff. You gotta, you've got one tight end and Jarwin. I mean, Witten's definitely going back to the booth. Um, How tall do you think Greg Roman is? Not tall, maybe 5'10"? 5'8". Really, golly, not a big man. But he coaches big. Now (laughs) he's got the same odds as Urban at plus 600, then Biennemi and Rule. Now I like Biennemi a lot. Now I've said this all week. Biennemi hired almost anywhere, including Cleveland would be really good. Supposedly he doesn't treat players like celebrities. He doesn't think of himself that way. Obviously the scheme speaks for itself. You're gonna see Andy Reid type offense. Now him without Andy Reid, I don't know, but it's worth taking a chance. We all know the elephant in the room there. I think he would have had a head coach job a year or two ago. Um, Mullen and Kubiak are in there, and Zimmer. Now Kubiak is a dark horse here. I think Kubiak could be decent. Kubiak could be decent. You transform that run game just a little bit, get the play action going even more, and you know his offenses have been proven and I, he's got head coaching experience because that's what they lacked, and I know that Jason Garrett had a lot of experience, but he wasn't acting like it in big situations.
0: Can we just get somebody that we've never heard of? Yeah. This coaching fraternity where you get one job and then you have one for the rest of your life?
1: Yeah. I'm over it. Yeah, but you know what, on the Josh McDaniels thing, he already had a head coaching job, but it's been a decade, yeah, so I like, think he's paid like, his dues.
0: Like Joe Brady at LSU. Mm-hmm. Give me somebody you've never heard of. That'd be great, yep, yep. Um, Here's somebody you have heard of.
1: Let's do Mike Petton to Carolina. Mike Petton to Carolina. Not bad, and that's a job I'm just not sure what to make of it on because I don't know what Cam's deal is. Maybe and, that's too Ron Rivera-like for them. But maybe like but, Mike Petton. But I like the owner there, and yeah. I, and I think I think they're gonna they might have to do a little bit of a full rebuild, but I think eventually they come out on top. Smart guy that owner um, in Tepper. So. Yeah, and keep in mind, as you hear about all these coaches being interviewed, they're not all getting interviewed to be head coaches. They're, a lot of it is oppo research, and a lot of it is knowing that, hey, I'm gonna want this guy as a coordinator. Let's see how he interviews. <coughs> so, a couple other little little blips. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Tua, is he gonna declare or not? There's no, you, you don't you don't take another chance with that injury. I don't care if you get the best insurance policy in the world. You're not going to make as much money as you will. Damn. That's dumb.
2: Damn. His little brother's there, his whole family
1: relocated. Yeah, his little family. brother's there, so get out of the way, so. Well, his family, his family didn't get him a, a, an insurance policy. I, I that, that was disappointing. There's a high risk with that injury. You know, you can make tens of millions if, if, if you go in the draft, and if you're a bust, oh well. Like, you, or if you get hurt, oh well. You get hurt next year. You make whatever the insurance policy pays out, and you, you can't. You're just not going to be set up the same. You don't take another chance. And plus, Mac Jones and Tua's numbers are nearly, nearly identical. Their first couple starts. Go look at Orlovsky's tweet this week. It's got all those numbers. It, it was eye popping to me. Um, I think that Bama will be just fine, and I hope that Tua is just fine because I really, really like him. If he can stay healthy, I'd pick him high, but I'm really afraid of that injury.
2: And, and that's what I'm saying, what if, what if he's really hurt and like that's the mask, they're gonna bring him back, and it's just, yeah. Well, go get picked in the
1: first just round. Just go get picked in the first round. And just, and just sort it out later. There's an, another blip this week um, where Ballard says the jury is out on Jacoby Brissett still. When, when you say that as a GM, that means something, so. Maybe your Herbert guy comes into play yeah, here. Yeah, 13. Now, 13, there's going to be a lot of uh, teams by my count that are looking at quarterbacks, including Cincy, Miami, and Jacksonville all picked before him. And Detroit, the Chargers, Carolina, and Oakland could all be in the mix. So you probably won't get him at 13. You might have to trade up. Again, you're wondering if, it's, if, it's, if he's Josh Allen or somebody else because if he's Josh Allen – he's not quite worth it. Listen, I love the run game stuff. I I love a lot of the pieces they have in Q and, and Marlon Mack and you know, um you've got TY but you don't want to waste all these guys primes figuring this stuff out. Uh you you got to make a move. You got to decide and you know, it's not for Jacoby. I think Jacoby would be just fine on a team that's just loaded and got a good defense. Like that's fine. Yeah. Um and he was great his, uh, his first um, his first bunch of games. He was like 15 touchdowns, four interceptions, 64 completions, 199 yards per game, first nine. Last six, one in five record, three touchdowns, two interceptions, 55% completion percentage, and 191 yards per game. They got to either like figure out what it is people got to beat on with him, or they got to move on quick because you don't want to waste the, the, the core of this team. I love Frank Reich, but I don't think he can get it done with just the pieces they have there. They got to get better. Um, let's talk real quick about the playoff games. You want to give me a minute and a half on each of these? You want to give okay. me the quick hitters? We got to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, Hut-hut. Hawks-Eagles. Okay, so this game's So we're going out of order, huh? Yeah, okay. Buffalo-Houston. Hut-hut. In, in, uh, in the patented Saturday early wild card weekend slot that Houston loves, Last year's meeting, the Bills held the Texans to a, uh, the last meeting, the Bills held the Texans to a, a season low 216 and uh, 3.8 yards per play. And the Bills are looking to, to end this streak where they haven't won since like 95 in the playoffs. So it's been 25 years, just a short 25 years. And McDermott has experience. He's coached in 26 playoff games. He was in, he was in Philly for their, or no not Philly, sorry. He was in Carolina for their, no he was not Philly, in 04 and Carolina the last time they won the Super Bowl, so he's got experience, um, and I like the Bills. I really do. Um, they got Singletary going, he's come on big. You know, Over 50% of the runs outside the tackles, you gotta watch for that. Josh Allen throws a lot of deep balls, and guess who that's not good news for is Houston. They're bottom third of the league in defending you know, big plays through the air. Uh, I think Brown's gonna have a big game. I think Hughes has a big game on defense. You know, Deshaun likes to extend plays. Hughes is one of the most underrated rushers in the league. And I think they limit the big plays. That's what Buffalo does really well. It's gonna be low scoring, slow starting. Both teams have only scored once on their first possession. So look for it to be a slow starting game. Big question for Houston, can they get Hopkins going? He's got under 70 yards uh, in all four of his playoff games. I just don't trust the, 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 the Texans. Um, red zone's gonna be big.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh. Texans
1: bottom of the league in red zone. Buffalo's pretty good. So, what's the next game? Oh yeah, next game is Tennessee at New England. I'm in a pool, which is different than gambling. Yeah.
0: I had a bad year, but I finished the last three weeks. You gotta pick five games a week. Finish four and one, four and one, four and one. You have to pick every game in the playoffs. I was Buffalo all week until I had to make my pick. Going Houston minus two and a half.
1: Oh, is that right?
0: I hope JJ plays a bunch. I hope Will Fuller plays. I think we're
1: underestimating Deshaun Watson. Listen, love Deshaun, just don't trust the Texans. Gosh,
0: and Buffalo is like legit.
1: They play every team close. This is going to be a close game. Houston by field goal. Okay, I got Buffalo. I got Buffalo by four. Okay. 24-20. Texans, 19-16. It's going to be a boring, low-scoring game indoor, but it's playoff football. Hut, hut. Oh yeah, the next game, Tennessee, New England. Uh, You know, this it's the Bill disciple game again. You know, you had B Flow last week, which, by the way, I was I was in a sports bar all by myself in Miami watching Dolphins. And he wasn't
0: because he was in Fort Lauderdale because you can't navigate Miami because Miami isn't a real place. You're cutting into my minute and a half.
1: But I was really happy for b Flo. He's a really good dude, and uh, that had to mean the world to him to go up there and beat Bill, because I know he respects Bill. And Vrabel. Do you know where he coaches, B-Flo? b, Flo? b. Flo? Yeah. Miami Dolphins. Nah, he coaches Miami, Miami Gardens. Garden. Miami Gardens Because Dolphins. Miami isn't a real... Player. You're right. The Titans and Vrabel. Um, this is Vrabel's first playoff game, by the way, as a head coach. And, and Vrabel seems to have less of a kiss-the-ring attitude, ironically, like for somebody who's Mr. Patriot. Doesn't seem to give a fuck seems to want to go up there and kick their ass. And they did kick their ass last year, 34-10. Uh, in the regular season, though, look for Henry to pound the ball off tackle. That's the key. That is the key because if they can get that run game going, uh, you know, Tannehill, the, uh, the Titans, they average like 13 yards per attempt, play action pass, they get that going, that could be a problem. It's gonna be really interesting, the matchup to watch. They already said Gilmore's gonna be on A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is ridiculous. He's had 45 yard gains the last month each game. So he's had a big month, big play machine. Adams got after Gilmore last week. So, trend to keep keep an eye on. Um, Adams? Gilmore? Oh, sorry. Devonte Parker? Parker, sorry, um, yeah, Parker. You got your Devontae's mixed up. Yeah, I got up. my Devontae's mixed up. It's an easy thing to do. Hey, let me ask you. Yeah.
0: Remember when New England's defense was the best yes. thing in the world? Always remember
1: that, I always remember that.
0: Um. What if that comes back, and why you what? realize you're playing Ryan Tannehill, and you're at
1: home now? So this is the and bi- it's snowing. The biggest game here, and do you know it's snowing? Yeah. So here's the biggest thing here. The biggest thing here is that it's it's believe your eyes or or believe what you see or believe history because it's completely Titans seven and three since Tannehill took took, took the helm, highest passer rating in the league. Right and maybe we gotta go over on this one. We are. The Patriots, GOAT coach, GOAT quarterback, historic defense for the first eight weeks. That just turned out to be pretty damn good. Not historic. They all got the team. flu. Now, yeah, boogeyman. So, if I believe what I see, I'm looking at the team that's, that's won seven of 10 and, and is the most prolific offense in the team the last like six weeks, basically. I mean, they're averaging basically north of 30 points a game. I mean, and, and, and Henry just heats up as the year goes on. I think this is the day they get him. I think it's gonna be close. Uh, Titans have been dominant compared to New England offensively since week seven, but the biggest difference is in the red zone. So New England's like 50% in the red zone. Titans are like 87% in the red zone. So they're really missing Gronk and company. And if the Pats struggle to stop uh, Henry, that play action pass gets going. Now, the one thing I, the Titans are bottom third passing defense. Oh. Titans are bottom third passing defense. I don't think New England has enough to exploit that. I think they're going to try to shorten the game, get the run game going, and try to get some of these long developing routes to hit a trick play or two. The Pats are 0 4 when teams score north of 20 points on them.
0: Snow. Pats 24 10. Just because everybody's zagging,
1: I'm going to stick with the zig. I'm going to go 27 17. Titans. Uh no, I'll go twenty four seventeen. Titans. Yeah, Titans. Okay. Hut hut. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So Sunday we got Minnesota New Orleans. Uh, it's the Minnesota Miracle matchup, right? A rematch. Um, and Diggs has crushed him. He's got six plus catches, ninety plus yards, and a touchdown every time he's played. Uh, the uh Saints. the Saints. So the big key is if you take him away, I don't know if they have enough to keep this game in phase now. Is Dalvin healthy? That's a big question. Um, and I'm certain though, that the one thing they can do defensively for Minnesota, who has really poor corner play right now, is they can take the tight end away. So, take Cook out of it. Another thing is, the Vikings are 10 and one when they're allowing under 125 yards rushing. So that's something that I know Sean Payton knows. He's gonna try to get that that run game going. I think early on, if New Orleans gets out ahead, it's over. The line's like eight. I like, I like the Saints to roll, um, and Kamara's heating up at the right time. He's got four touchdowns the last two weeks. He had none the last 10 before that. So the biggest guy that needs to have a big game is Anthony Harris.
0: Yeah, who's?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's had a, he's had a great year, who's but those, cor- those corners are bad, and he's going to have to clean up a lot of the mess. I like the Saints, let's say, Thirty-one seventeen. Ooh,
0: I got thirty-one twenty-seven. Saints. Vikings cover. Best game of the weekend.
1: Wow. But, huh? Okay. And in the final game, Seattle-Philly. I know a little bit about that, but I've talked at length about Philly and Seattle, and I don't want to offend Macon, so I'm not going to spend all day on this. Eagles defense at home, though, I, it's been totally different than, than on the road. I mean, they're giving up 10 less points. They're giving up like 100 less yards at home. They're top five and third down. They're top... They're, First in a run defense of like 77 yards uh, a game. The game went 17-9 the first time. By the way, I love the under more than I love anything here. I, I don't know who I like. I'm, gonna, I'm pulling for my birds, I don't know. It could go either way. First time it was 17-9. And sure, Russ missed two uh, touchdowns, one over Hollister's head and one uh, decaf Metcalf <laughs> dropped at the goal line. I had to drop my Twitter handle this that. week because we, we are playing decaf Metcalf. Things have changed, though, since that game. And by the way, if those two touchdowns hit, the, the under still would have hit, because it's 46, I think, right now. Um, here's the things that have changed. The right side of the line is still decimated, but Clowney's back. Seattle's still gonna try to run the ball. They did for 176 the first time, but Penny and Carson are out. So you replace them with a guy you've never heard of and a guy who's been on the couch but is a Hall of Famer. Um, and then Ertz, he's probably out with a lacerated kidney, as you would be. Yeah. Uh, 14 targets the first game. You got to find another way. So can they can they continue to push 12 personnel with Perkins and Goddard? They've been running at 60% of the time. That's like tops in the league last month. Another thing is the first time they played the Seahawks, and I wouldn't I wouldn't advise Jim to do this twice. They blitz Russell 61% of the time. That's a lot on drop back on dropbacks. So I'm worried about that. I'm worried about the deep balls. He's throwing them at the second highest rate in the league. I'm worried about uh, Rasul a little bit. They've been picking on him a little bit. But I think Seattle, I think Philly has just enough to make this happen. I really do. Seattle's limped into this thing, and they, it's, it's not, it's not, they're not playing up in Seattle. It's like totally different. Um, I actually like the Eagles if they don't turn the ball over five times like they did the first time. Uh, 21-17. I'll go
0: 22-21, Ugly, Eagles, Seahawks are 7-1 and one on the road, which is nuts, but probably a big let letdown after Hollister comes up short, and they have to go on the road.
2: Yeah,
1: so so those are our picks for the weekend. Um, I, I'm excited to drink some beer and watch some playoff football. I'm excited to watch some playoff football. Let's do it. Live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Nice, how do folks watch that? Uh, how do folks watch that, Reed? YouTube, just uh, hop on YouTube media, Live, media. Chalk Media YouTube Live. Nice. Watch it. Also watch our interviews we have coming out, and uh, that's gonna be Westbrook. It's gonna be Fisher, and we're gonna talk a lot about all the games uh, this weekend and beyond. Watch the
2: game here? Huh? You watch the
1: game here? I think I'm gonna watch the game here. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Fax is in the building. In the building. Uh, and thank you for the uh, the cameo today, buddy. Happy New Year. Everyone. Happy New Year. Happy Singular New Year. To everybody. Happy Which one is it? Happy New Year. Okay. And I, I we've we've I'm gonna have to pay Stanford Steve double for this segment because he's been waiting a while. Y'all take care. Y'all take care.